This is the Hashtag Higher Ed Podcast, presented by eCity Interactive. eCity creates websites, marketing campaigns, and magic for higher ed institutions, large and small. Every digital challenge has a solution. eCity's talented team of problem solvers will help you find yours. And now, here's your host, Stephen App. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 13 of the Hashtag Higher Ed Podcast. I am your host, Stephen App. Really cool show today. My guest is Jason Boucher. He is the manager of social media for the University of New Hampshire. And we're talking today about a really important topic, especially for those of you who are marketing towards prospective students. And that is Instagram stories, and I think even larger, uh, authenticity amongst Generation Z, the new generation everyone can't get enough of and wants to know more about. So let's get rolling. Uh, Jason Boucher, thank you so much for joining the Hashtag Higher Ed Podcast. Thank you. Uh, I want to start macro and then we'll we'll kind of narrow this focus of the episode as we go here. So, I mean, let's talk about authenticity because it's funny to me, authenticity has gone from you know something that was a real focus for people and it's almost become a buzzword now. To me, I hear authenticity thrown around all the time. So I'm curious from your perspective with this being a focus for you, how are you defining authenticity and you know what does that actually mean when we talk about marketing to today's prospective students? Yeah, authenticity is definitely thrown around. I see it uh, lately at a lot of uh, higher ed conferences that I go to and different examples and some are great, some need work, but you know, no one's perfect right now, but authenticity to me and to, to UNH uh, is content that's posted Throughout social media, without embellishment, no polishing, um, and user generated for the most part, uh, making everybody feel like they're they're looking at something that's more trustworthy. Um, that's coming from the the perspective of the student to be more real, and that's kind of how we see authenticity um, currently right now in social media is trying to make it from the student's perspective. I feel like authenticity has really become a focus since we kind of, I think, made this official switch from, oh, you know, we're targeting millennials, now we're targeting Generation Z. And all mm. of a sudden, authenticity became the thing to strive for. Uh, do you Are you seeing that Generation Z cares more about authenticity than millennials? Is that something that is accurate in your perspective? And, and why, I guess, is what I'm really wondering. Yeah, I, well, first of all, I still see a lot of marketers refer to college students and high school students as millennials, <laughs> which we know that's not true. Millennials are now your young alumni. So Gen Z are your current high school students and current um, college and university students. And they're much different than their predecessors, I think, um, from looking at different um, social networks and, and having interns in that generation. They're all about sharing, caring, and working together. I feel like this generation is less concerned with how things look in pictures um, and more concerned with the actual experience. So, for example, Gen Z, they're more connected to a photo of a group of students having fun, smiling, exploring, working together on something. Um, They identify with students playing video games in a dorm or gathered at a protest on campus or out in the field during a lab for class. Um, Whereas millennials, like the one-on-one time. So with Gen Z, again, they like group photos. They, can, they like to see a story being told. Um, they want it to be real and not forced, and they can definitely tell right away if something's forced. Um, polished photos are meaningless to them. They don't care about the quality as long as it's authentic 
and showing real students in action. So again, the word authenticity pops up because they want the genuine experience. It's interesting when you're talking about that. To me, the word that really stuck or uh, that stuck out to me was polished photos, right? Like they don't care so much about the quality. They're really looking for that, that realness, that authenticity. The interesting thing is I can see a lot of marketers listening to this show and saying, wait a second, you know, don't be telling me to, to publish, <laughs> you know, uh, terrible quality photos. I need really high quality photos. Right. But I feel like maybe that's not exactly what you're saying. I mean, no. can you elaborate on that, Jason? Yeah. You know, what separates authentic versus something that, that maybe is going to get sniffed out as yeah. canned or staged? Well, first of all, we still need our, our photo and video teams, definitely. Um, we need them for a lot of things, social media included, but, you know, the website, um, printed material. But what we're talking about here, more authentic and unpolished or real photos on social media means maybe um, in an Instagram story or on Snapchat, something that is uh, more geared towards the Gen Z Whereas Facebook, you, you want to reach Gen Z, but you're also reaching alumni and parents and older alumni. But on Instagram and Snapchat, your audience is much younger and the authenticity there, you want it to be more real. So the quality of photos posted um, versus your marketing materials um, should should be less polished. Uh, don't purchase stock photos or force diversity in your shots. You know, Gen Z can see right through that. So... You want to stay away from those student under a tree reading photos <laughs> that we are playing the guitar or <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and we're, everyone's guilty of that at some point. We've all done that, you know, Oh, this would be a great shot. <laughs> you know, and it, it's not that it's a bad shot. It's just overdone. So the style of videos also with photo um, that's created by the school and the music used should also reflect what Gen Z feels connected to. Um, I feel like the juxtaposition of photos and videos should trend towards what's popular. Um, how a story is told can show authenticity. Why not get students involved to catch up on trends, styles, and how they communicate or connect, you know, with, with the institution, with your school on social media. Like if you have interns, talk to them, what, you know, what's trending right now. If you, if you don't have any hire some interns, if you can, or talk to the admissions team and see if they have any interns or tour guides and what they're hearing from the high school students that are touring campus and if they've got any feedback to help discuss and, and create more authentic content going forward. Yeah, one of the things that I was going to ask, I think you've brought up a great point, and, and I want to talk a little bit more later on in the show about how you're using students at UNH. But the thing that I, that I always think about is, you know, the people who are heads of departments that are in charge of, of marketing for a campus or social media in particular, right, they're probably in our age. They're in their maybe upper 30s, lower 40s. And what we think is trendy and popular may not be what is really trendy and popular. You know, so I think it's important, right, to your, to your point, to use those students right. uh, to make sure that, that you're not just trying to rely on your own assumptions. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's hip and cool to me or to you might not be hip and cool to someone who's 17 years old applying to college. Um, I know that for a fact, working with students, when I use certain words, <laughs> they look at me like, what? You sound like my dad. And that's the worst thing I want to hear. Um, <laughs> you know, just shows my age. But again, when we look at content online, at, you know, with my marketing team, we see certain photos that are amazing to us. But again, when you look at a student looks at it, it says, yeah, that's a nice looking dorm room. It's very clean and organized, but there's no one in it. Where is everybody? And that's the difference is we look at a photo and say, yeah, that'll sell it. Look at that cool room. And then the students look at it and say, there's no one there. There's no one having fun. What's going on? 
So that's kind of the difference there. It's like, it's not just the quality of the photo. It's also what's in it. Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, Jason, I guess one of the other aspects of this in terms of the authenticity piece bef- before we move on, yeah. you know, what is the downside of of not being authentic? You know, what are the risks here? You know, you're talking about an empty dorm room yeah. versus maybe a dorm room that that's full of students who are actually doing something and maybe looks a little bit more real. If we're not hitting that target, what's, I mean, what's going to happen? Is that student just going to pass us on and ignore us and, and that's that's where it ends? Well, yeah, they're going to look at that and say either that's phony or we could be sending future students elsewhere to enroll where there's more authentic content being created. Um, you could be sending them somewhere else that shows them more authentic student experiences, even um, interactive websites, um, more student-focused content, or even worse, they could call your institution out on social media for lack of connection to their generation and say, you know, wow, look at this school using canned photos or buying photos off the web and, you know, to show off diversity or certain programs. And that's that's terrible. That's the worst. So, um, you know, you're trying to sell the student experience and now that your institution has to offer. So why not show real students in action and give them the power to assist you in producing that new content? Get them involved. That's insane that they're actually – have you seen that? And not at UNH because you're, you're posting such authentic yeah. content. But are you seeing you know, Generation <laughs> Z prospective students uh, maybe mention peers, which we don't have the name here, of yeah. course. But are you seeing that, that outward uh, identification? Definitely. I have some friends who – I can't believe I'm this age, but applying for college. And uh, they have talked to me and actually showed me um, brochures and websites that they have been – you know, contacted by through the mail and looking at stuff. And I ask them, you know, well, what, what stands out? And they say, well, I like smaller mail and I like authentic content and I want to see actual examples of students doing something. They don't care about the tower on campus or, like I said, the, the pretty dorm room. They want to see actual students doing something to see when I go there, what will I be doing and what will it look like? And that's, that's just the feedback that I've got from some students. Hey everyone, the Hashtag Higher Ed Podcast is part of ConnectEDU, a podcast network bringing together brilliant minds in the higher ed space and breaking down silos. You can check it out at connectedu.network where you can find great shows no matter where you work on campus, as well as resources for first-time and long-time podcasters. You can also follow along on Twitter at ConnectEDUPod and Hashtag ConnectEDU. Jason, I want to talk about one of the main channels that I've noticed, you know, UNH is really targeting prospective students, um, and that is Instagram stories. There's obviously no shortage of social channels out there for, for schools to be using, but I've noticed that you are focusing a lot on Instagram and even within Instagram, like I mentioned, Instagram stories. Uh, can you tell me a little bit why that has been a, an area of focus for you? Yeah, I mean, so... To give you a quick background, we were sold on Snapchat a few years ago when it was very, very trendy. Every institution was getting on Facebook. We tried it for a little over a year, um, and many successful posts, including launching Takeover Tuesdays. I believe um, a few other schools were before us, like West Virginia had uh, incredible Takeover Tuesdays on Snapchat. Uh, it went well with us for a little while until two things happened. Instagram released Instagram Stories, and then down the line, Snapchat updated their app. And the redesign of Snapchat, it really hurt us tremendously. It, our open rate went from the high 80s to less than 10%. Um, we weren't showing up on the Discover page. And then 
even more so, talking to students, they said, well, we don't really go to the Discover page anymore. We just chat with each other through Snapchat. We send each other filters, videos. We text. It's like a text format. So we're not really looking at brands. I said, okay, well, why are we wasting our time? So we wanted to fish where the fish are. And so we decided to go over to Instagram. As uh, Instagram was adding new features to stories almost every week. They still are, right? They just added, I believe, GIFs through direct messages yesterday. So on top of that, with Instagram, you can get analytics, uh, which Snapchat didn't really offer. They still don't. And so with analytics, I can basically see how our posts are doing in the feed and in the story and compare week to week, day to day, something Snapchat still has yet to offer. So um, we use Iconosquare for metrics, which does a tremendous job with Instagram feed and stories. It helps lay out our Instagram use in an easy to read report. Um, it shows engagement, followers, opens, tap backs, tap forwards, all that kind of stuff, location, age, and gender. So you get the idea that switching to Instagram stories just gives us a lot more um, feedback and analytics to say, is this working or not, whereas Snapchat did not. The interesting thing to me is that, and I don't know where you stood on this, but you know, I can remember when Instagram rolled out stories, right? And yeah. and the backlash was pretty strong, you know, saying that they were blatantly copying Snapchat. Uh, there was no creativity in their own platform. I mean, I remember feature for feature in that initial rollout, you know, it was just like Snapchat. In your opinion, Jason, because, you know, you're, you're making a great case, obviously, for why you're focusing on Instagram over uh, Snapchat. Is it a matter of just uh, Instagram doing a better job of rolling out some of those features like you talked about, more analytics, um, just continually rolling out new features for brands? Or was it really Snapchat that just didn't evolve in a way it needed to or or even involved just didn't focus on advertising and brands and really just decided to focus on kind of that peer-to-peer connection? But, you know, what what happened there for you? You know, was it more of the Instagram or Snapchat? Yeah, I, it was, you know, a little combo of both, really. I mean, we wanted to go where the students were. Uh, we didn't want to waste any more time. And since they weren't paying attention to our discovery stories – in Snapchat, and there was no analytics. And at the same time, our main U of, U of an H Instagram account is now almost 23,000 followers. And on our main Snapchat account at the time, we had maybe 7,000. I was like, well, 23 versus 7, um, what's a bigger bigger reach and what will give us some, um, some measurement here? So you know, besides having that robust audience, we also felt like I don't know, the fact that there was some measurement available and we could see more comments, direct messages, there was more back and forth, there's more engagement going on. Um, it's And it's only increased in the last six months. Um, as you may have read, Instagram now has over 1 billion monthly active users, which is amazing. Wow. So the audience is still growing and it's a place that we want to be right now and our students say, yeah, that's our number one app. That's where we are. That's where we go every day. It could change in six, seven months from now, right? But as of today, Instagram and Instagram story is definitely the number one um, app amongst uh, our target audience of Gen Z. Jason, how do you make a switch like that? Is it something where you're just over time gradually slowing down your cadence of publishing on Snapchat? Or did one day as a department, as an institution, you just said, all right, 
we're not going to post anymore on Snapchat yeah. and we're just going to focus on IG stories. Do you make a, an official announcement on Snapchat saying, Hey, this is our last post. How does that work? <laughs> yeah. Well, we, what we did is we had a summer retreat off campus and we had a few student workers come with us and we just, we had a brainstorm and we went over the numbers and we went over everything and said, is it worth it to continue doing Snapchat takeover Tuesdays and other content throughout the week? Or should we go over to Instagram and should we create not only create more stories on the main account and our student account, but for takeovers in the future, because we think they're very important to tell that, like we were saying earlier, the authenticity, the authentic story of a student. Should we create another Instagram account, take the chance and put all our takeovers there with a twist? Should we do that? Uh, and, you know, student input was yes, we should, because I open up Instagram every day is what each student said, where Snapchat not every day, but when they do, it's chatting with their friends. So that made it a lot easier. And yes, we <laughs> we still have our Snapchat account. And once in a while, once in a while, we will um, post a message that says, "Follow us on Instagram." <laughs> <laughs> I think you should have done like a press conference with the president right. of the school and just sat down and said, "Just want to make everyone aware." We're moving away from Snapchat. Mm -hmm. This is not an easy decision for us, but we have to listen to the numbers. We'll take questions now. <laughs> <laughs> right. And who knows what would have happened, but that would have been fun. Yeah, a lot of students in the front row. Um, but, it, you know, it's, it, is, it is pretty funny, though, how quick things change. Um, not saying Snapchat's still not worth it for some institutions. It is. You just have to, like I said earlier, fish where the fish are. If your fish are in the Snapchat pond, keep going. But if they're not, don't keep doing it for the sake of doing it. You're just wasting time, right? No, totally. You, you hinted on something. You just talked about your offsite visit over the summer. And I want to explore that a little more because you mentioned, should we create a separate Instagram account just for student takeovers? That's one of the things when I was looking through UNH is that I noticed you had multiple handles for Instagram for the university. You've, you've of course, got your brand account, uh, U of NH. But then you also have this other uh, Instagram handle. This is UNH. You know, how did you arrive at the decision to run multiple accounts? Um, you know, versus I guess housing everything in your main brand account. I know you touched on a little bit there, but I'd love to hear you elaborate on that. Yeah. So, like I was saying, we we definitely wanted to continue doing takeovers. We love doing them. They're very successful. Not only do we love them, the students love them, and the administration loves them too because they love to see students in action. But instead of Snapchat, we, we capitalized on the app that now has over 1 billion monthly active users. So we moved over to Instagram this past summer and keeping the brand separate. Still, the, the brand U of an H Instagram still has, well, uh, I guess you could call them polished photos taken from our drone or from uh, our camera and photo, you know, sorry, our uh, professional camera department. Those photographers and their crazy photos. Um, no, they're a great team and they supply us a lot of great content for the main brand. But this is UNH is completely separate. It's all original, authentic content from the perspective of the students. So the branded account is controlled by the social media team, whereas this is UNH Instagram account is controlled by the student. And what we do is one of our student workers will meet with uh, one of the applicants for this is unique. So that's right. Each student applies to take over the account and then meets with us for about 20 minutes to understand what type of content we're looking for to capture. Again, it's authentic because all we do is tell the students that this is UNH from your perspective. Here are some ideas that we think you should try and incorporate in your takeover. 
but it's your own words and your own actions and go for it. And that's kind of how we, we kind of came up with it this summer. Jason, how are you spreading the word for students? I think it's really interesting that you're not outreaching to you know maybe student influence and saying, hey, would you like to take over this account? But having students you know, go the other way where they're applying to take over the account. How are you kind of getting that awareness out there so that students know that this is something they can apply to even do? Yeah, so we have a UNH student Instagram account as well, which has about 8,000 followers on it. So what we're doing there is we're, you know, we have three total Instagram accounts to run now. So we have UNH students, U of NH, and this is UNH, um, which is crazy. But UNH students has been in existence for almost three years. So it has a, a great following of, of current students. Um, the content there is aimed at current students. Uh, information on classes, events, concerts, you know, emergencies, add and drop dates and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but this is UNH has been up and running since August 24th. 2018. That's right. It's been um, a month and a day that this um, new Instagram account has been around. And we have 596 followers currently in about a month, which isn't too bad. Um, But the strategy is simple. We just take the professional headshot of each student. Then we post it in the feed. So it's, um, it's just like the Instagram feed. You'll see a nice headshot. It looks professional, but it's done by our students. Um, And it describes who they are. And then it directs followers to watch the Instagram story for the day to see more. And they take it over for the full day, which is great. We change the password at the end of the day. They'll text us back. And we change the password to something else. And every time someone takes it over, we'll change the password again to make sure we're, you know, secure. Um, but we market this new Instagram account through other social media accounts, the main branded accounts, our Facebook page, everything, um, even digital displays around campus. We have these TVs. Mm. In our union court, in the library, in our recreation and dining halls where we'll put up on the big screen, hey, apply, take over our account on Instagram. We'd love to have you do this. Um, Even at our student fairs, we'll have a table on campus once in a while and have students stop by and just fill out the form on an iPad and let us know. But we also do get uh, recommendations from different colleges who say, hey, my student would be great on that. And that's when we say, awesome, here's the application. (laughs) But... It's a great campaign. This is UNH is the hashtag we've been using too. Um, We're using it for open house for our uh, upcoming class of 2023. can't believe that. But um, it shows authentic student content to other students, of course. But what's more important is the audience and the prospective students in high school and their parents for this account. Jason, what are, you mentioned that you know uh, you'll have schools and colleges who so will say, "Oh, I've I've got someone who'd be great for this takeover," and and you say you should fill out an application. What are you looking for in that application? What is something that a student can put in there that you might make you say, "This person is right for this," or uh, maybe not? Yeah, right, <laughs> right. And and that's kind of a problem we ran into with the Snapchat takeovers. Was they were really great, but after a while, they turned out to be almost the same thing. It was. Students getting up, going to breakfast at the dining hall, and then their feet on the sidewalk walking to class. And then, they're, you know, it's, it, which was – it's fine. But it, after a while, you're like, okay, I've seen this before. So right. what we did here with this is UNH. We said, all right, we want to know your story of UNH. You know, why did you choose UNH? Um, you know, what's your major? Uh, what, what kind of clubs or extracurricular activities do you do? Are you in uh, athletics? Do you do any sports? You know, do you sing? Show us UNH from your perspective, but make it interesting, make it fun. And we gave them some kind of questions to just answer on that. And then what we do is we also ask them to ask the audience who's watching them to submit questions for them to answer. 
So they're kind of like these ambassadors for the university as well as taking it over and showing from their perspective. So, you know, you might get questions about, do you have this program or how long are the dining halls open or something like that? And, and they'll answer those as well. So <laughs> it, it's, it's definitely different than in past takeovers with Snapchat. The Insta, Instagram, this is UNH, is more um, focused on their, uh, their experience versus the day in the life, if that makes any sense. It does. How how often are you? Because you mentioned the the Tuesday takeovers mm-hmm. on Snapchat. How often are you doing these takeovers now on Instagram? And is that at least so far? I know this is still in its infancy. Yeah. Is that a cadence that you feel like is manageable? You might ramp up down the road. You know, dial back. Depend on the seasonality. How are you thinking about that cadence there? Well, we first <laughs> we thought you know right out of the gate when we started this thing we'll do two a week. It'll be great. Um, we're doing, <laughs> I have a feeling you didn't stick with that. No, we're doing one a week. <laughs> it's, it's just because, you know, with everything else going on, like, you know, all the social media that we have to deliver day to day, this is UNH is important, but two a week was a little too much. So we're doing one a week and what we do is we have it scheduled out now. So we have, I think, let's see, we have through the end of October already scheduled. So we know who's who that's coming up. Um, and yeah, it's just, um, it's really interesting because the students will come in and they'll meet with our other student interns who have been there for a while. And so again, that word authenticity pops up, right? Where it's students talking to students about what to cover on social media for the university. So I'm there as the overseer and kind of helping out creating the, um, the strategy, but then the, the actual work is like students talking to other students about what to cover, which is great because it's just, it's awesome. Everybody trusts each other. They know it's going to be real. They're going to have a good time with it. And so far we've had, let's see, um, we've had eight takeovers and each one of them has been unique, diverse, and amazing stories from different perspectives of, uh, of current students here at UNH. I think one thing, and I think we've come a long way with this topic right now in, in recent years, but I think one thing that is still a challenge for higher ed marketing, and I'll say for senior leadership within higher ed marketing, is still this lack of control and just handing the keys. Basically, right, you're handing the keys to your institution over to a a current student. How are you combating that concern? Is that a concern for you? Where I know you're, you're talking about certain topics, but, you know, how are you kind of giving yourself maybe some, you know, some safety in terms of making sure that these uh, ambassadors are, are not going to publish something that's embarrassing to the institution. Right. And that's that's why we vet them. That's why we have them apply. And that's why we have them come in and meet with our students so we can kind of get a feel and talk to them and see what they're all about. Right. So that's the first thing we do. And yeah, we asked <laughs> we asked them to ask viewers to ask them questions during the takeover, too. And we hope that it's all appropriate. But we, when we change the password, if and knock on wood, this has never happened. But if something did happen where the questions were rude or the student did something crazy or bizarre, we could log into that password and then change the password again and delete and take over that Instagram account. That's one of the reasons why we didn't do it on the main U of H Instagram account is we didn't want to change the password every day. Because unlike Snapchat with Instagram, once you change the password, you have to have another unique password after you can't go back to your strong password. It always has to be something different every time you change it. So that's why we thought, all right. That's one of the reasons to create another Instagram account to take more security uh, steps going forward. So that's one way to to look at it. Jason, you've mentioned once or twice now this idea of students asking students questions as part of this takeover. I noticed that when I was looking through a couple 
of stories and wondered if it was just you know organic where these students just happen to ask something and 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 you're existing uh you and h students felt compelled to answer it uh, but i love that 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 is part of it right to that you're asking students to ask questions of prospective students uh, i'm curious you know why is that so important for you to to try to work in the q and a angle to these takeovers instead of like you mentioned earlier just kind of showing a day in the life yeah well we ask them to ask viewers to ask them questions during the takeover. It's very common on the admissions Facebook and Twitter account to get questions about academic programs. Uh, we get them every day. Someone on the on the main Facebook page or the admissions Facebook page or Twitter account will ask us tons of questions about dining hall, food, dorm living, recreation, the location, everything. So why not incorporate that into our takeovers and have students answer instead of the administration? It looks it looks authentic. It's it's more real. Um, yeah, and it's more it's more fun coming from the students anyway. Like you know, instead of people like me telling you, "Yeah, the dining hall closes at nine, it's it's cool to see that face, that student face, saying like, "Hey, yeah, you can get stir fry at this place or taco bar at this one." Blah blah blah. It's it's more fun, and students will have a better answer than I will. Um, and it's students talking to students, so it's real. It's an honest look into their lives, right here at the University of New Hampshire. And there's also a trust factor built in. So of course, I'm going to say UNH is amazing because that's my job which I really believe it is, but to actual students, those closer in age prospective students, what do they think and what do they say? I mean, that's gold right there. Yeah, I guess too, to go back, Jason, are there are there certain questions that you tell current students not to answer? Hey, if this comes in, ignore it. Uh, but if, you know, topics come in about, you know, X topic, that's fair game. Yeah, um, there aren't really any questions that have come up yet. Um However, if there was some sort of um, problem on campus or protest or something in, you know, <laughs> in the local um, current events, then there might be something that we could say, hey, let's just stay away from this topic until we know what's going on more. But um, it hasn't come up yet, but I'm sure it will this, this semester or this year. Um, it usually does. But once it does, we'll, we talk to students just to say, you know, it's not that we don't want to, we want to ignore it. We still want to show authentic, real content from your perspective. But if there's certain topics um, or things going on in campus, let's wait until all the facts are in before we cover certain things. But um, yeah, so far, so good. Jason, in terms of the takeovers, you know, how are you evaluating the success of those takeovers? Is it the same? I imagine at least in part it's the same in that you're looking at the same metrics, right? Opens, tap forwards, et cetera. Is there anything else though that you're looking to kind of see, okay, you know, this worked or this seemed to resonate, you know, how are you evaluating that? Because I imagine some aspects of that are very different from your branded account. Yeah, well, it's true. Um, what, what we do is besides metrics, as you mentioned, um, we'll get phone calls, we'll get emails, we'll get um, drop-bys by not just the administration, but by other students that, that know what's going on or where we are centrally on campus and say, hey, I saw Molly's takeover. I was wondering if I could do that next week. So they might not know where to apply and they might not know what, what it is, but they're seeing the content because either they're being tagged or they're just following us or their friends following it and they see it on, on Instagram or they see it on the digital displays around campus that will show different student faces that have taken over our account. Um, so that kind of helps too. But I guess other ways to, to look at it, to measure it is you know how how effective is it we don't know yet because it's still only a month old, but what we've done so far, um, everybody from administration to students is in love with this. This is UNH account, and um, I just can't wait to see what it looks like 
come December, and once we have one one whole semester under our belt, and we can look back and say success, which I'm hoping mm-hmm. we will. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's again, it's it's an experiment. So um, I like what we're doing. I love the photos. I love how on the Instagram feed you get to see just a, a kind of a headshot of each student to show the the background, the diversity that we have, and then going up and having all their stories saved. Uh, at the top of every Instagram account, you can have the you know the, the highlights, and we put every student with their class year there, so that even if you missed that takeover, you can go back and you can watch all of them by just scrolling through the highlights on our Instagram page. Jason, we've talked a lot about metrics evaluating success. One of the things that I thought about when I looked at your Instagram takeover account in particular, right? We're, we're talking Instagram stories. This is ephemeral content, just like Snapchat. It disappears after twenty four hours. Because I know you're saving these takeovers, why was it important for you to save these takeovers? And how are you then evaluating, you know, the views and the metrics of these takeovers kind of down the road, you know, after that 24 hours has, has expired? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're 24 hours. And then we put them in our story highlights on Instagram on that page, where they can be viewed for a while. And, and uh, we're trying something where we're going to see if we can have them all per semester. So we're going to see if these stories can exist on our highlights because there's no end to how many you can have. They just slide. Newest is on the left, and they have a second life there. Um, but we also share them with admissions who might send them out via text or in an, or embedded in an email to mm-hmm. prospective students to say, "Hey, take a look at you know Joe, John Doe's takeover at UNH, and here's an experience." You know, or send it out. Let's say it's a science takeover, it's a lab, then send it out to someone who might be majoring in that, some sort of marketing arm. But again, if you're not on Instagram and you still want to see this content, that's when um, one one of my team members, Taylor, will upload those to YouTube. And on YouTube, they get a second or a third life because we tag them with, you know, with SEO. And we have a whole playlist for This Is UNH on our YouTube page for UNH. So those can also get sent out via email, text, or in a future campaign on social or, or some sort of digital marketing event. Hey, everyone. A quick shout out to the agency that makes this show possible, eCity Interactive. You know, I really do love coming to work every day at eCity, and that's not just because everyone shares my love of donuts. Uh, but that's really because I get to collaborate with a talented team working on everything from user experience to content and digital marketing to web design and development and a whole lot more. Our work has earned us an incredible roster of education clients, including the University of Pennsylvania, George Washington University, Petty School, Cornell, Drexel, Rutgers, and many others. So if you're looking to improve your web and digital presence and better communicate your school's story, visit us online at ecityinteractive.com and get in touch. Well, Jason Boucher, thank you so much for, for joining the Hashtag Higher Ed Podcast. I know this is a new endeavor for you, at least the Instagram story takeover account, but I'm really excited that you came on the show to talk about uh, how it's going so far. And I'm really excited personally to kind of keep up with it and, and see how this progresses. And I'm sure a lot of listeners are too. So thank you for coming on board and, and lending us your insights. Thank you.
Uh, before we let you go, a couple housekeeping matters we cover each week on the show. Uh, first of all, for those who want to get in touch with you, maybe ask you about this new takeover account or social media in general, uh, where can those listeners find you online? Yeah, so our updated website for all things social media at the University of New Hampshire is available at unh.edu slash social. And you can personally find me at jasonboucher.net or you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at jsonboucher. Or just search my name on LinkedIn. We connect there as well. I'd love to love to chat with people. Excellent. And of course, you know, each week on the show, we ask our guests to give a social shout out to a colleague or an individual that deserves a little bit more recognition of their work. Uh, this is always one of the toughest questions of the shows. But Jason, I knew you came prepared for this, so the floor is yours. Yes. Okay. I'm going to give a shout out to my teammate Taylor Sievers. He's doing an amazing job with our new podcast at UNH called UNH Podcats. Uh-huh. Ah, That's I see right. what you, you did there. Yeah. It's our weekly podcast at UNH. Uh, it's a mixture of students, alumni, and staff. And we have a brand new equipment donated, and he organizes great guests, asks good questions, and he gets students involved as well. And if you want, you can find out more by just Googling UNH Podcasts. I love the name, and I love every school that is getting into podcasts, so I'm really excited to to kind of actually check that out myself and see what Taylor is up to with UNH Podcasts. <laughs> Remember, everybody, P-O-D-C-A-T-S, although I'm sure if you were lazy and Googled UNH Podcast, you would probably find it as well. <laughs> probably. Well, hey, Jason, thank you so much again for being on the show. Uh, looking forward to seeing you know where this, uh, where this takeover account goes and looking forward to staying in touch moving forward. Thanks again. Appreciate it. 